Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Today Imanyana. I'm Alex. This is Michael. We're very excited to have you joining us this morning on what is essentially a summer, summer morning. day. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're we're in summer. At it, this point. I mean, it feels like well, we had a very warm winter, and it feels mm-hmm. like I guess spring came and just said, "Nah, I'm, I'm taking the year off. Summer can uh, have its fun." Because I mean, in. wow, last yes. week we had two eighty, eighty eight. 89 yeah. degree days yesterday uh, was 80 today today's gonna be 90. 90 so same with tomorrow so, so yeah got... and, and thankfully um we were last week um i guess maybe because it was the first week we would turn on the air condition they found out that, that one of the parts of our air conditioning unit wasn't working so we were getting our air condition boy i'm telling you it felt like we were back in like maybe like the 40s or 50s we yeah, had, we the, had the windows going. open the fans going and it was hot i mean a couple of times it hit like 86 inside the office we were like, Man. like oh boy, but oh thankfully boy, oh thankfully boy. they came and they fixed the uh, air conditioning yeah, so we're nice and cool the maintenance people showing exactly. up at last to to fix that because uh yeah. we are good at financial advice we are not uh handymen well, not listen, fixed. yeah. Air conditioning units yeah. are complicated. Yeah, if you come to us way. with questions on your air conditioning, yeah. we're not going to be able to help you with that. <laughs> no. So just as, as, a, as a heads up. As we a heads we up can go into a room and tell you whether it's working or not, but that's about <laughs> it. So we are, we're very it's hot. It's working. not working. Exactly. So that, that we've got covered. Yeah. Uh, just the first couple of shout-outs. Love being here on the I Love Civil Network set. We've got Judah with Kara behind the camera making us all look good, which really, for today, that's a, that's a tough task. So we really appreciate it. Nah, Alex, don't tell yourself, sure. You get, you get married in a few weeks. Now you've got to be that's pumping true. yourself my, my up. My fiance thinks I'm, I'm very handsome. See, so you know, She says that's why she watches yeah. the show, just to, just to look at me. Oh. So... Um, <laughs> But uh, we got, uh, of course, a couple of thank yous, Emergent Financial Services, for being our presenter. Of course, we love partnering with our good friends, Miguel and Chick, at Credit Serious Insurance. Uh, we, of course, our friend, Matias Yon, of Matias Yon Realty, Castle Hill Cider, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, so just appreciate them. Forward Adelante, the premier Latino networking group here in Charlottesville, Virginia. So we got a lot to cover. We're going to be joined very shortly by Nicholas Serpi, the CMO of Emergent Financial mm-hmm. Services, uh, to talk a number of things. But I guess UVA baseball bouncing yeah, back a little bit. I know. I mean, we definitely wanted to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the team's playing very well. I don't know. So I saw their record this morning was thirty-two and six. Yeah, it's an impressive which, record. Yeah, and, and it's twelve and six in the conference, which is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's some good. I mean. We won series against ranked teams. Basically, we've beaten all the ranked teams. Like did we sweep Miami? or did We, we swept Miami. So, strangely enough, right, our, our series wins are against all the ranked teams. So, we, we won series against UNC, which was ranked. We won against NC State, which was ranked. We won against Miami, which was ranked. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, our two series losses were to away at Tech and pit at home. Yeah. Neither well, you know, tech, Tech's kind of like Tech's playing always a, a tough because, tough you know, everyone always motivates themselves with those rivalry games. Exactly. You know? And then, and then this week at Pittsburgh, little... listen, I mean, listen, when you lose, you ain't get swept, right? When you lose no. two out of three, it's one different, one game's the difference between winning the series. And really some close, I mean, we lost 7-5 and 6-4. Yeah. So you know, you got some close wins. 7-5 game, we even out hit them and lost, which is rare yeah. that that happens. You know, and then we bounced back had a nice eight, I think eight to two win, eight to four win on uh, on Sunday, and then like one like eighteen to something against yeah. uh, Richmond on Tuesday. So no, I mean they can certainly score. That's the thing we've noticed about the UVA team this year. They can uh, they score. They can score. In the fact, pitches. was it, is it what's his name? Geoff, uh, Jake Geloff. Jake Geloff. I think he like leads the NCAA in RBIs. I mean, last I checked, he was batting like three seventy with yeah. with a bunch of homers. So, so I mean, that's pretty impressive to yeah, have that many RBIs. He's had a great. He's had a great season. The pitching doing okay. You know, better than last year's. You know, we'll just chalk up this weekend as uh, between Jeff and Xavier and I knocking on wood so many times and saying this team's great. This team's great. You know, yeah. They were bound to stumble a little, but now they've uh, bounced back, which we said is the mark. Of a good team, it's like, can you bounce back if you get kind of, you know, punched in the mouth? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, though. When you have a 32-6 record, there's not many punches in the mouth you've taken on the year. Exactly. You know, so they've done, they've been really well. Just got to keep it, keep it going. There's probably a couple more games that people, a couple more home series that I think people can go to. You know, so be be sure to check that out. Check the schedule. Um, Sundays, Jeff said, are especially fun. Because you can go and uh, did autographs from the players. Oh, kids really? Kids on the field. Kids are free. Oh, Under 18 free. is free. If you uh, have a general admission ticket. I don't think I'll pass. Yeah. No, you won't pass. But nah. if, you, if you had a kid, you could bring the <laughs> Under 18 for, uh, for free. And we got a couple. Uh, hope everyone's yeah. all right. 
out there. Um, if you if you can hear the the, the sirens. All right, so yeah, I'm, I, I say we. I'm ready to jump right into it. Should we bring in our guest? I mean, uh, as much as it would be enjoyable to have him sit there the whole show and never bring yeah. him on, I think we kind of do this thing. Show. It's like we'll keep talking to him, like, and we're gonna get to our guest soon, and then we're gonna keep going. Like, and then at, you ever watch like sometimes on like uh, table news yeah. or something, right? They'll keep saying they're gonna get to this guest, but then they don't get yeah, to them. We'll, we'll be like, like a, left. no. In fact, I do more like a, like an SNL skit. We're like, we're gonna get to this guest, but first we want to talk about this coverage, and then we'll be like, oh, unfortunately, we ran out of time, we weren't able to get to our guest. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. But it'll also be great uh, to get his insight on a number of things. And so we're excited to welcome to the show this morning, Nicholas Erpi. He is the CMO and financial planner at Emergent Financial Services. Nick, thanks for joining us this morning. I thought it actually would have been funny if you just kept going. Kept going. <laughs> never brought me I know, if, 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 if you want, we can have Judah just cut you out right now and we just keep going. I, we lost uh, right now. No, technical late. difficulties. We, we <laughs> yeah. lost connection. Yeah. This <laughs> connection spotty, uh, bad internet. Where he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but good to have you on. Good to have you on. So, I mean, all of us were lucky enough to go to Days of Rosé Festival at Castle fun, Hill yes. on uh, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, I believe it was, to celebrate April 15th. Michael's birthday. It was you my know. birthday. I saw on the news, yeah, well, it's, it's a good thing it's your birthday. It kind of spices up the day because I saw on the news that I forgot that's also when the Titanic sank. Yeah. Oh. So we can add Tatch Day. Abraham to Lincoln's Abraham dad. Lincoln's death and the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, but at least it's my birthday. It's also Jackie Robinson Day for baseball. So there's there's a couple of good things. Exactly. About well, today's 420, so there's a little something different going on today. What's going on today? Oh, you never heard 420? 420 no. is when everyone smokes weed. <laughs> I don't know. I've, Nah, I think we can pass it's on true. That. Yeah, oh, I didn't say it wasn't true. I just, <laughs> yeah. just Alex and I were done. Hey, Alex, you know that, that obscure fact. Yeah. No, I was told that this morning, but oh, interesting. <laughs> it's funny. Interesting. So tell us a little. Uh, what was yeah, you your... were there earlier than us? So tell yeah, us. So you, tell you, us about you went it. VIP at eleven. So tell us a little bit about right. your thoughts of how how you thought the day went. Well, it was packed. So days of rosé. What it was, I think everyone hasn't seen the today money on a post or what in 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 advance. It was a it was sort of like a celebration of rose wine. It was started by, it was envisioned by Matt Harmon, Harmony Wine, who we've had on the show. And he went to Castle Hill Cider and they decided to put on an event showcasing Virginia Rose. So there was already when you get there, you kind of enter through the front, you get you pick up your, your ticket, your tag, and they give you one pink poker chip. Mm-hmm. You went you go through and you get around to where their back lawn is, and there was an entire um, row of tents, kind of like in a U, of every single winery, or at least everyone, part, every participating winery, um, giving tastings of their rosé that you could purchase. And there were if you a lot. Wanted. There were a decent number. Yeah, yeah. there were at least. Wineries. I think there. If, if, I think there were seven or eight. There right, were, there were about eight, and then there was Castle Hills Buggy that mm-hmm. had Harmony Wine and Castle Hills Wine on so it. So maybe ten total participants, including yeah, probably, the host, yeah. including the host, and. Um, and then what you would do with the poker chip is vote for your favorite. So it was it was literally it was, it was getting it started at twelve. It was twelve to five. It was it was hopping right away. Music was going. It wasn't too loud, but it was still enough that like you could hear wherever you were. Mm-hmm. You know the wineries where the families were out. The, there was a lot of yeah, couples. It was kids. A mostly yeah. Mm-hmm. They had games, long games for the yeah. the kids, and they set up the Adirondack chairs perfectly so that people could you know take a seat if they wanted. There were some food trucks there, sliced cake bar. Blue Ridge Pizza Company, Kroby's Urban Vittles, Salty Bottom Blue Oysters, mm. which were delicious. That, that was Kroby's. My, yeah, we had a yeah, Kroby's had... smoked chicken sandwich. Oh. Yeah, that was that so. Sandwich that was, was delicious. Yeah, out of this world. Out of this world. We, I mean, I, I was sad. I missed when. Uh, Rob and Shannon from Prairie came around. Xavier jealous. and I were there. Yeah, man, I am we were still jealous to... of that show. Yeah. Every time I see Rob, I still mention the um, they had those like egg rolls, but it was like collard greens and and uh, it was so good. And Xavier and I were like, we really wanted to eat it, but it was like it's so sometimes it could be difficult trying to eat something because you're like I'm on camera, so I don't want to make a mess. Like it's like <laughs> you, you know, it's like if I like kind of getting a little napkin, a little just bit, <laughs> exactly a little bit. Yeah, and we don't we we, we love Judah enough that. Like we would hope he would cut away, yeah, but exactly. I think Judah also, you know, might zoom in just to make fun of <laughs> yeah. us. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I get a little stain, and then Judah zooms <laughs> He's in. zooming in on the camera. Yeah. Uh, I'll shout out Olga Morse. Thanks for watching the oh, show. Hello, Olga. Olga. Olga's enjoying herself in Puerto Rico. 
I, I would, I mean, it's Unless not, you must have nice well, weather. We got it's probably getting really hot in Puerto. Yeah. Probably, this is probably when it starts to get uh, beach really weather. hot in Puerto Rico. Yeah, you know. But thankfully, she's right on the beach in Isabella. Yeah, she's so. probably lounging right now in chair with the margarita, probably in the little phone watching. You know, or on laptop. Or that you know, one of those yeah, fresh. What are you drinking, Olga? Coming in. What are you having? What are you having? But yeah, so it was. It was, and then upstairs in the VIP lounge, which was totally worth it for for those of you that are like big rosé cider fans. Um, upstairs they had a Hell's Kitchen um, chef, Steve uh, Steve Glenn, I believe his name. Oh, I'm sure Steve, I make he it. Was yeah, yeah. Steve mm-hmm. was good. He had a tasting that was supposed to pair each with Harmony Wine and Castle Hill Rose, uh, Rose. And then there was a little talk later on, which you guys had, had managed to get there for, mm-hmm. where, where um, Don Whitaker, the head cider maker, has been on the show. And Talked Matt Harmon kind of talked a little bit about mm-hmm. yeah, history of wine, of, of Rose, the history of cider, kind of like kind of meshed them a little bit together. So, all in Oh, it was a great time. There was a little comp- friendly competition right at the end. Um, yeah, it was a close. The voting very was super close. close. It was yeah, like it was. three, four chips that separated uh, the winner from the uh, runner-up. From the runner-up. So I, are we, I think we we're allowed Which, to yeah, say it was in. So the winner was Castle Hill Cider, actually, which was very surprising. Yes. Because in a rosé town, you know, I wasn't. I would have expected a It's a delicious rosé cider. Mm-hmm. I have no, to say. it's phenomenal. But, yeah. like, again, part of what, you know... we. We always just what uh, I, I, what Don and Rob like to highlight is that cider is made the same way as wine, but it's not necessarily like there's a not a stigma because there's not a stigma against cider. It's more like wine is very elevated. Same yes, wine. wine has a very elevated status. It's like the mm-hmm. the drink of the rich. It's and and obviously that's changing. But part of it is that mm-hmm. cider is finding its place too. Because the only difference between them is the fruit. It's yeah. apple yeah. versus grape. Well, it's it's interesting. It was a perfect union of Harmony Wine along with Castle Cider because I feel like Matt. From Harmony Wine is trying to take wine and make it approachable and be like, wine doesn't have to be this super fancy thing that you only, you know, only super rich people go to wineries and sniff right. and stuff. Right? <laughs> the average person. Yeah. They don't drink it, they just can enjoy, it. Yeah. You can enjoy wine on a picnic, you can enjoy wine on a casual setting, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to like, do like sort of make wine more approachable. And Castle Hill is like, we also want to take cider. Out of that, you know, oh, this is the, the only drink cider when you're not drinking wine, right? And say, no, you could actually appreciate cider on the same level as what you think right. of as wine. It would, cider can be both approachable, but also interesting and be paired with things and be enjoyed as something you can really appreciate the nuances of and right. taste different it's, It ciders. can still be a layered drink mm-hmm. the same way wine. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. and the food that was paired was really interesting because first Chef Steve had made um, to pair with, I believe it was Harmony's wine, um, almost like a little um, pastry. Like paste, puff pastry with like corn, pickled chickpeas and it was delicious and then for Castle Hills which I would say definitely has a more robust flavor he paired something a little strong it was like um, a little piece of sourdough bread with um, he made, cured his own ham which I thought was impressive yeah, and it very tasted impressive. very good yeah. and then there was something else on I there had, I couldn't remember I was had, it like a little balsamic glaze or am I well, a glaze but then also like, like a little alioli yeah there was something else in it it was very yeah. well it was very, very layered and yeah. that's I mean that's also one of the you know yeah. And, and, and I remember when Alex and I got there for the Castle Hill event, right? We're driving up and we see the toys, and then we see these two guys with like the vest, and they're like coming in to show you where to park it. We're like, man, this place like, is bad. Like, they even got their own people to like yeah. show for parking. I mean, that's yeah, so that was impressive. It was a great event, you know. MJ did a great job, Mark. Oh, yeah, shout out to MJ. Okay, uh, yeah. Josephine and Matt did a great job putting it together. They were all over, <laughs> they were everywhere. Yeah, they were everywhere. They were everywhere. You know, we got, I think, today, Munyana got some photos of. Josephine with her little love uh, with the victory with the award with the victory yeah. award. The only the only tra- uh, caveat was that apparently every we got there and everyone's dressed in pink. So apparently oh. there was a drink uh, pink dress code which we were not aware of. So I showed up in I green. Had my, I had my pink. You oh, had yeah. pink. I had my yeah my, my it was reddish. It wasn't okay. rose. It was okay. red and white. Yeah. To be fair, I, mean, I to knew be fair, about the dress yeah. code. I just don't have any rose yeah. color. Well, clothing. to be fair. It, <laughs> I'll be honest. I might not still dressed in pink because I, <laughs> I feel awkward dressed in pink. Pink is not your go-to color. No, it's not my, not my go-to <laughs> color. I, I, I drink everything. I was drinking was pink. I thought that was good enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was. It was a great event. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, well it was, put on. I think everyone should consider it. Like, yeah. it's a great time of year. 
And the beautiful part is if, you, if you're feeling like a lot of fear of missing out right now, you're like, oh, dang, the Europeans got to stop telling me about this event. I missed it, right? Fear not, because the 231 <laughs> Fest Fear not. is on June 10th, which yeah. has even more people, even more fun, even more like participating people that on that there will be more stretch. food trucks so just more, more yeah. of everything more of everything you might say yeah. so it's the biggest event of the year I and they have plenty of space and that's part of it what it is is that yeah. they they there is there's even areas where if you need a break you need to get away i mean we did that too we walked down to the water and then came back up yep. like it's beautiful yeah you can walk around and just enjoy the peace of being there and then get back into the energy of the act exactly yeah. Exactly. So it was, it was a beautiful. So be sure to check out 231Fest. If you go to castleinsider.com, you'll find all the details. 231Fest on June 10th. June 10th. June 10th. So mark, it's also Saturday. So mark your calendars. It's going to be a blast. So be sure to be sure to check that out if you feel this way. You don't have to feel like you're missing out. <laughs> you have another opportunity coming up very soon to enjoy uh, some Castle Hill. So it's, uh, it's going to be a blast. So thanks for... Uh, thanks for Recapping that for us. Thanks for getting there early. Yep. And uh, well, that wasn't that was necessarily a sacrifice on my part. <laughs> I just had fun a little bit earlier than you guys. That's all. Yeah, but you're like the photo man, so you know you're always kind of every once in a while. We'll like Alex and I'll just be sitting back, relaxed, and watch, and then we see Nick kind of going there trying to get the angles. And well, the, I got to do my photos. Um, all the today, today manana photos. Manana it's photo. really nip. So exactly. Just. I told Dom before he got up to talk. I said I'm going to orbit you. So just ignore me, because while you're talking, i got to snap some photos. And he said, no problem, that's easy. Yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, here to talk, we'll talk a little finance today. Okay. So we, with you as our guest, we got uh, a couple things I wanted to cover um, okay. today, just so we can chat about. And I think the, the first one is just kind of your thoughts, both of you, just, I mean, so we got a lot of people coming in financial planning, budgeting is, I think, a big key right now, because right. what we're seeing is... You know, obviously, with inflation, it gets a little harder. Everything costs more. Your salary is not quite keeping up. But I think there are kind of little things you can do. Right. And having a budget, I think, is one of them. So can you speak to, like, when, when people come in, what's, what are really some of those first things we look at on their expense worksheet, on the budget, that yeah, you've seen that people can kind of adjust or at least need to know about? Well, obviously, first thing is, do you have credit card debt? If so, get rid of it, right? That's... I mean, it's standard, it's standard operating procedure. You look for credit card debt and you try, because it's not productive debt. It's extremely high interest rates. Cut that out right away. Now, if you're at the point where you're not in credit card debt and you're paying off and you're doing well and you're struggling, then we start getting into the are you – because a lot of this then comes down to behavioral choices, life choices, mm-hmm. things you do. So one thing is are you eating out a lot? Do you cut that out? Can you cut out lunches, try to consolidate, mm-hmm. meal prepping, buying – you can still buy fresh local ingredients. Just buy focus on sales, buy in bulk, buy in you – know, if you're, you're going to buy in bulk, it, only buy when you know it's not going to uh, go yeah, bad, right? No, because yeah, there's no, no point waste. paying – because there is a slight – you're paying more for bulk – but you're getting um, you're a greater value. You're paying less per item, but you are still paying more. So if you're bulking up and you find that you're always throwing out that last bit of asparagus, or mm-hmm. like, ah, shoot, I bought a whole you know, 70 pounds of Brussels sprouts and they turned bad, that, then, then you need to adjust based on what you're doing. Yeah. But you want to be efficient with your money is basically the key. So start looking at other options. You know, mm-hmm. One thing I, you know, I told my wife was when we, we took a look and we noticed that Faro, the, the grain... It's an, it's an ancient Italian grain you can find in Whole Foods. You can feed six people, and I can have Alex and Mikey do a test for this because they were two of the six. You can fix six people on something like a dollar because it's three dollars a pound, yeah, it's and it's cheap, very filling. It's a cheap grain. So if if it matters, so part of it is like focus on things that can fill you up, grocery wise. Take into take those things into account, and then start asking yourself, okay, wh- am I buying frivolous things? Don't buy things on sale just because they are on sale. Mm, that's a, that's right. A bit so like, use the sales for the stuff that you need. Don't be like, ah, popcorn's on sale. I I really you don't need popcorn snacks. You know, if 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 you can't afford it, you just gotta let it go by. Just because it's on sale doesn't mean you have to buy it. Things like that. So start adjusting your behavior because ultimately the budget is your behavior. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on it. Keep tracking it yeah. and. 
And can I ask a quick question? So sure. how do you balance between, at the same time, you want you have to make some sacrifices, but how do you balance between not sacrificing too much where suddenly your life is becoming dull because every day you're eating chicken and asparagus and rice, chicken, asparagus, and well, rice, because you're like, wow, I feel like I have to save so much money, I can't afford anything well, else. Well, the first thing is to focus on the things that are the most important. Like, that's part of, we talk about even just people's retirement. Like, what's important to you? Because... You can't always have everything. Like we have, just talking about goals, if you have a couple or a family that comes in, it's like, well, dad wants a boat. Dad wants a beach house when he retires. He wants uh, X, Y, Z. And it turns out that they can't afford it. Now they have to sit back and say, okay, yeah, well. They can't do all of that. What, right. What is the one that you want the most? Focus on that. And then hopefully, as things, if things improve, you'll be able to get the others. So I think part of it is start with a goal mindset of like and a value mindset what is the most important to me so for instance us everyone knows us we, we they kind of guess that we're foodie people so food is the most important like you weren't I'm, sure we like to I, eat. yeah i'm willing to pay more for really good quality food because it's important to me i'm not necessarily going to shell out a little on maybe recreational things or going clothing, out yeah or like clothing. i don't need to go and buy a 400 dollars armani suit like or thousand dollar armani suit I like i don't need that you don't even you don't even go buy a 100 <laughs> no i mean i don't regularly suits. yeah I I don't yeah. regularly buy suits and part of I mean I don't wear them as much but it's also not important to me to have mm-hmm. like the best suit in the world of the of today's fashion and so like part of it is it's a value thing you keep an eye on what what you value and if you're still struggling that's when you can come back to us and then we'll find mm-hmm. ways of working out like okay well then what like where's the issue where's yeah. what's holding you back what's yeah. and, and it's not to diminish the struggle right but it's like it, the inflation it's not like it's our fault Right or your fault or the the average person's fault. It's certainly not our fault. Is that inflation is as high as it is, right? But unfortunately, we have to contend with the world we're living in. We got to make the adjustments where we can to to make things work. So right. it's it's interesting because I don't know if you had seen this article. You might have mentioned it on a show. I don't know. It came out like a month or two ago. But it was talking about inflation. It was from the Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, oh, inflation for. Uh, breakfast items is very high so one way you can save you know money on breakfast is just just to skip breakfast and i sat there it's and, such a and typical I, wall street well i sit there and I go that's such like a stalinistic or lenin approach yeah. to something it's like the people like are, are starving like like they can't afford the music well just stop eating and, and yeah. you don't have to pay anything Written like oh. someone who's probably not skipping breakfast exactly right. Well, another thing is then tap into your social uh, network and see who in your that you know has like, for instance, do, does somebody you know raise chickens? Maybe talked about bartering with them, going back and finding ways to get eggs. I mean, there's things you can do community-wise. And sometimes the key thing is to find, to make the small adjustments right. so that you can still have a pretty good quality. In other words... You know, all right, I, I don't really want to steal breakfast, right? But, right, maybe I need to make adjustments somewhere else to be able to still enjoy my bacon and eggs. Well, right. I mean, if again, if a high-protein bacon and eggs breakfast is part of your diet, and I mean, your health is more, let's face exactly. it, That's what you I was cannot about to buy say. your health. You can't yeah. buy your health. Yeah. Right? So you need to make sure that especially, and that's why I guess we talk about food the most when we're talking about budgeting. I mean that's that's key. Like and, and that includes going to the doctor. I know it's expensive, but like sometimes like don't put those. Th- sometimes mm-hmm. like don't put those things off. Look at the other frivolous things in your life and be. And one of the first things I'm, I would definitely suggest is go find out which streaming services you're subscribed to, <laughs> and just. Oh, and whether you want, you'd be surprised how many people realize that they're paying. That, um, Paying monthly oh, yeah. just so yeah. that you can go flip between them. No, but like when people actually do the review, yeah, they'll be like, "Wait a second, I haven't watched this in three weeks, right?" But I'm paying seven dollars a month for it. No, right. it's it's probably more. Well, no, it's more now. It's not at this point. Netflix like, is probably like thirteen, 20, fourteen dollars. Yeah. dollars. Yeah. So the, Nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Yeah. So, so the first. So then, if you still want entertainment, because the thing about it, right, we're talking about whether or not you sacrifice. Rotate between them. Do Netflix for a month and watch what you want to see on Netflix. And then, when you're done with Netflix, then do do your you know Hulu or whatever. Because part of what it is, if you're signed up to all of them all at once, you're shelling out all at once, but you probably don't have the time to see every show or every movie that every single service is provided. So if you're like, ah, you're flipping through Netflix and you're like, I, you know, there's nothing left on Netflix for me, 
switch to another service, see what you want to see on that service, and then keep rotating. This way, you're making, you're not necessarily making a sacrifice, you're just becoming more efficient, right? The first step is efficiency. You'd cut out the fat and you get to the lean dollars that are making the most impact. If you have more money and you, you want to spend on like having, you know, your wife likes Netflix, do you like Hulu and you can afford it, go ahead and do it. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and, but if, if you're, but if you're struggling after that, that's the first yeah. thing is start cutting dining out, start cutting. Yeah. That's, that's what worries me. Sorry to interrupt that. Ahead, so that's ahead. what worries me the most sometimes about when you have these times is like, I worry that people, the first instinct is to cut out that which they need more than that which they don't need, but they enjoy more. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why like when I saw the article, I'm like, that's like, that's affecting your health. Like you're like, oh, I'll just oh. start skipping breakfast. No, you're skipping you a meal to- that you always eat. You yeah. know, like Nikki says, you're better off cutting out Netflix. Sure, you'd be like, oh, but I want Netflix. Yeah, but but what's more important, you to eat breakfast or you to you're, watch a show yeah, at, at the I, end of the day? You're better cutting off your yeah, Wall Street exactly. Journal subscription than you are to <laughs> yeah. skipping breakfast. Yeah. I mean, let's I know. be real. And, and it was funny because it reminded me of a quote I saw the other day, and it said that a healthy man has 100 wishes, a sick man only has one. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. I, when I read that, I was like, because it, it was supposed to put in perspective yeah. kind of how we're always like, oh, I wish I had this, I wish I had that, but... You know, your health is so important because once you're sick, you only have one wish. It's like, yeah. I want to be healthy. Yeah, right. that's a good... That's, yeah, you that's cannot important. sacrifice. But I, I think the, what, the, what a lot of the streaming thing also speaks to is you'd be surprised, I think in our experience, how many people don't actually have knowledge of what they spend on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. They have their credit, like they know the total amount. Like they'll come to us and be like, here's what I'm spending per month, Right. And it's their credit card statement that reveals to them how much they're spending per month, but they don't actually know on what. Right. And mm-hmm. I give And you'd be surprised. Sometimes one of the first things you can do is even just know what you're spending on each item per month. Is I can think of some uh, individuals that they're coming right. But yeah, spending this much per month, and then they have an estimate of what they think they're spending dining out, as an example. Right. Only to discover that they're spending a lot more than they thought. It wasn't fifty dollars mm-hmm. a month; it was two fifty a month, right. right? And so, immediately they're able to make judgments. They sit there and say, ah, "I really don't want to be spent." It's not even that they have to make a cut that's painful to them. They're like, ah, "I really didn't even want to be spending two fifty a month. I just lost track of how many times yeah. I was going out to yeah, eat because I, I wasn't really paying attention." Yeah. So you'd be surprised. How sometimes the first thing you should do isn't even. To look for something like to, you have to cut out or make an adjustment, it's that the inflationary time, sometimes the first thing you should do is just actually take the time to figure out what you actually spend per month on each line item. Because right. then that helps you to be able to figure out what you can and can't cut. Because in reality, it's going to be really, you can't cut rent. <laughs> it's not like you can go to your landlord and say, I'm paying you $2,000 a month. Can we make it $1,900? Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to use my house Well, less, you right? can, but they're probably not going to say, sure, say yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there are certain things that you can't cut rent. You know, if you had a mortgage, gas for the most part, if you're driving to work, and, you know, maybe some groceries, right? right. There's a minimum groceries, right? So there's certain things you can't cut, but it's helpful to know what actually is left that you can't. And and you may sometimes you may not need to make as much as you think you do. You might be sitting there saying, "Oh no, I have to cut this thing completely out of my budget." But it might just be if you know everything you're doing, you only have to cut five dollars from a set of things and right. not completely cut something else. So you can still find ways to you know at least enjoy life even in inflationary times by making a small adjustment. Because now you know where everything is, as opposed to just assuming. Because you have to cut a hundred bucks out of your budget a month, that it's gonna ha- oh, it's gonna have to come from food. Right. Uh, I can't think of where else. Whereas if you actually line item it, you might discover some places where it can come from. Well, also I was gonna say take advantage of the deals that are out there and available. Like one thing is like if you get fuel points, use your fuel points. Don't let them expire because they're incentivizing you to spend money of these stores so that you can. You know, take advantage yeah. of their deals. Don't be caught with your gas tank somewhere out in like the countryside and having to fill up At for ten thirty cents more than you would if you were able to take yeah. advantage of your fuel points. Like, be smart about your gas mileage yeah. and ma- make sure that you're you know taking efficient routes. You're you know you know just small changes have big impacts. So in reality, you, for most people, you don't have to do 
a lot. You just sort yeah. of got to look at what you have, be knowledgeable what you have, and cut some of the fat. And you won't be making sacrifices. You'll be cutting things that aren't necessary to your existence to begin with. You're not cutting needs. So, like, mm-hmm. focus on your health, focus on your needs, and then everything else, you know, is, is, is stuff that you can start to play with. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we got uh, we got we got a couple more people. I think uh, Rosalia de Rosalia. Good uh, morning. Rosalia de Rosalia watching the show this morning. Elizabeth Miller watching the show this morning. So that uh, John Blair. Thank you for watching. John Blair. Thanks for watching. Oh, you're good when, you, when we have you on. That's <laughs> nice. And when it's on, uh, he, he also keeps track of our uh, well, our great guests. <laughs> our great guests. So, and I think what, when you do that, people will find. I think one of our big questions is, can I even save? Should I even save? Should I even invest in a market like this? Right. And I think the, the, the troubling part is the answer is it's, you also need to look at savings in, as a sense that it's got to be something that almost is kind of in that needs category. Hmm. Because what you're foregoing by, by not saving is not just the present value of the money but its future earning potential. You know, so that's that's the challenging part. Is I think it can be tempting. I we see this ourselves, right? It can be tempting to be like, ah, it's so hard to figure out where to get the money to save. Right. But the the challenge is that it's going to be very painful down the road if you haven't saved. Right. But isn't that kind of a balance of how much I'm suffering now versus like? Because I mean, maybe it's possible to like, okay, I can't save now, but maybe in three years if things get improved. I can save them. Exactly. Really, that's the balance it comes down to. Because you're, and we kind of describe it to people is that the balance of saving versus consumption now is, it's, if you think of savings as future consumption, mm-hmm. like future spending and spending as current spending, right? what you're trying to balance is my future spending, the money I will spend in the future versus money I'm spending now. Mm-hmm. I think if you look at it that way, it can help a little bit to make the adjustment because then you're sitting there, all right, yeah, I am willing to basically then you can say I'm willing to forgo some future spending right. in exchange for some spending now so that in an inflationary environment, I'm not completely miserable right. Right? or mm-hmm. not impacting my health. Yeah. Right? Well, they go hand in hand too because just in incorporating our budget talk just a minute ago, incorporating your saving – into your into budget, budget makes you it forces you to take it out and you put it up there with your rent you do it first and then you find a way with everything else because you would be amazed how creative you can be with less money you know once you're once you're a smart child well, and it's combating i think our own behavioral um tendencies so if you think about it well we have a number of clients who right. come in when they're doing the financial plan they're when they're saving something automatically, in other words, they've baked it into the budget, right? They don't end up pulling it out, they don't end up using it, right? It goes straight into their savings and it just grows. When they put it into their checking first and then wait to the end of the month to save it, they'll find that they've spent it before the month ends, mm-hmm. right? And so you sit there and say, Well, clearly. From a budgetary standpoint, you didn't need the $100, as an example, right, a month, every month. Because when you had it automatically going into your savings, you didn't discover that you were suddenly running out of money at the end Mm -hmm. of the month. But when it went into your checking, you found a way to – and I I think it's our behavioral thing when we see it in – because I think all of our minds kind of split. Even though money is fungible, it's the same money regardless of what account it's in. Right, our minds split it up. Yeah. It's hard. It's, I think it's part of the way the human brain works. They've discovered behaviorally. We have kind of like tranches of how we organize things in our minds. Right. And we do split money for the future and money now. And money in a checking account, our mind tends to give us money now. So we'll find a way to spend the money <laughs> if it's there in checking. Yeah. And so sometimes what we have to do is to defeat our own, to be victorious in a sense over our own behavioral tendencies, we have to kind of trick our mind into thinking the money's not there. And so if you put the, the 100 into your budget of savings and you have it automatically go to savings, you'll discover sometimes that, oh my goodness, I didn't actually need that. 
I, that, that was an amount I thought I needed, but I didn't. And we've, we've had this literally happen because we don't mean to diminish people's struggles in an inflationary time. We have literally had this to people who, who come in even now that they have discovered that when they put something automatically into savings, they didn't actually need it. Yeah. Even in an inflationary environment because they, the mind will find ways to spend money that it thinks is in the spend now bucket. Well, that, didn't that happen with one of the, the relief checks they sent out for COVID? Like they were like, instead of kind of saving it, which kind of people probably should have done, they ended up spending a bunch on Amazon. Was that the first one? I'm talking about uh, early in the pandemic. I think it was the first one. Yeah, like instead of like, because I remember there was a lot of people that we knew that kind of like fell into that same trap. They got the money. And instead of kind of being like, you know what, let me save it for one. They're like, oh, 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 God, I just got $1,200. I want an Amazon and I bought a bunch of stuff. It's like, that's not like stuff, especially things that we didn't need. Yeah, I wanted that's what the government wanted them to do to boost it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, it certainly uh, boosted Amazon's uh, stock. That's, for, that's, sure. that's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, it wasn't Peloton, until the second yeah. or third relief checks that uh, people yeah. started saving the yeah. funds, and those, of course, have been drained again. And and yeah, I, I was about to say you. I think you and I talked about like maybe three, four weeks ago that um, it was an article, and we saw that. Everyone's Since it's people, all gone. Yeah, it's like their savings that, the, you know, everyone was happy because like a year or a year and a half ago, savings then. had spiked and, and they, were, they were well, they looked like they were saved well for retirement in their future and now mm-hmm. all their savings are gone. Yeah, Fidelity, it's one of the lowest readings they've had since 06, I think, mm. that um, in terms of the number of people who have enough now to be saved in retirement. I think part of that is because you're, if your 401k declined over the past two years, Obviously, that reduces the amount you have. But also, I think the, the even among younger people, the savings that they had begun to accumulate are now down mm-hmm. because, of the, and, because and of the environment. So can I ask a question for Nicholas? Because um, I saw an article about different ways to save. And one of them was kind of a little strange. I was curious whether you ever recommend this for people. It said energy. It says, well, you know, you know, lower your thermostat. Maybe you're spending too much on heat or too much on air conditioning, so you can lower that. And I'm curious, have you ever recommended that to someone? Because that seems a little strange because, again, that seems like sort of like, well, you know, I want to stay cool in the summer, but, you know, I'm, I, maybe I don't want to spend too much on my air conditioning, mm-hmm. so I'm raising my heat. So now I'm kind of hot, but now I'm suffering because <laughs> of saving money. Is that, is that a recommendation you've ever, like, seen? Like, if someone's like, I'm spending this much I, on uh, I mean, energy. I have seen it. I have never, ever, ever recommended somebody drop their thermostat. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why is what we talked about before, where your health is important. So one thing, especially about thermostats, is sleep better when it's cooler. So I'm not going to tell somebody to start messing with their sleep cycle, which could affect their work performance, which could affect... And if they're an entrepreneur, like, they're entirely reliant on their mm-hmm. own efforts, they can't afford to be losing sleep. So the problem with things like thermostat is you don't realize how deeply it affects your health. Yeah. There is enough, there's enough uh, wasteful spending in our lives that I don't immediately think that the first thing a, any financial planner should do is say, yeah, you're spending your, your, your thermostat's the problem. Like, there's probably a Netflix. Yeah, we usually uh, have like, found enough things that we don't even need to debt Yes, I mean, uh, even dining out, like, I would, I would rather, t- and as much as I love the local restaurants of the best, best in the country is Charlottesville, but I think it would be more important for someone not to go out to eat than it would be for them to be dropping mm-hmm. thermostats to listen if it's a point or two if you're like hey i could probably say 50 like does it really matter 73 to 72 maybe not but if you're talking to the point where like i'm letting it like during the summer like leave it at 80 it's not a big deal and you're not sleeping at night mm-hmm. that is a big deal yeah. so can i ask a question though just to play devil's advocate because sure. isn't it true as energy prices of the ones that have skyrocketed energy inflation, so couldn't you just say well but that's where you could save the most money because that's it's where more you, impactful yeah it's more impactful inflation that i could just try to cut that out that's a personal decision you have to talk with the client right because that's at the point at which you're like okay if you don't mind, if you can sleep perfectly fine at any temperature or you're comfortable at any temperature or – I mean part of it is it, it takes a lot of energy to raise it during so, – so one of the things we've heard is don't like lower your air condition when you're gone and then have it jack up yeah, when you come home. That is it turns out it takes up more energy to do that than just to leave it at a consistent temperature. Hmm. So don't, don't try to yeah, save money like that. You don't want to make that. huge swings. You might actually be losing – Money. Because your machine has to get up the energy to start like returning your your entire yeah. house to a different like 
keep it steady, keep it consistent, keep it at a temperature at, at a comfortable zone. But the whole point is, it's also your like, it's your life. If you have to pay for it, you have to pay for it in a sense. I mean, that's the whole point is you don't want to mess with your health. You don't want to mess with your children's health. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that you can do. You can do it a little bit. I wouldn't recommend you do it like if you're keeping your house at 62 during the summer, the heat of summer. Yeah, then you it's can like, probably make some adjustments. Yeah, there. you can you can cut it and be like, yeah, you don't have to be having it, you know, freezing cold in your house. You know, try to live in a normal range. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, I, I mean, the only other thing that you could take a look at is is it worth, especially if you're a homeowner that has plenty of sunlight, is it worth me switching to something like solar mm-hmm. where I can create my own energy over the long term? It might be more beneficial for you financially. There's there's alternatives that you can use without you having to be like, I'm going to like be personally miserable during the summer and winter because I need well, to save money. Well, winter in particular, I remember, I'm remembering back to um, when Miguel and Catalina from Product Series Insurance were on. Um, how many times people will try to save money in the winter because they'll turn off the heat when they go away and come back to find pipes burst that you've caused mm-hmm. – more damage to your right. house by trying to save money for a week than yeah. you would have done had you that, done that's, that's very foolish though to try yeah. that like heat, yeah. heat too like heat can make you spoil, yeah. spoil food faster like if yeah. you have something on your counter you, and mm-hmm. you all of a sudden you create gnats fruit flies mm-hmm. and, your, and your food is spoiling now you're now you're going from yeah you're saving money here but you're wasting money somewhere right. else yeah I could I could I could I could sympathize with someone trying to be like, okay, I'm going away for the week, so I'll, I'll lower my heat thing so that it's instead of keeping right. the house warm at like 69, we'll go mm-hmm. like 64. But I, turn it off during the winter. Yeah, not it's a risky thing. That's why Miguel was like, yeah. don't take now, that See, that risk. makes sense. If you're going away for two weeks, then you can consider dropping it. What mm-hmm. you don't want is massive fluctuations in temperature yeah. um, daily because, you're again, the machines, it takes a lot to get them going and sometimes it's you're you are worse off doing that so i mean the answer is it's it's possible that you do it a couple points in either direction but i know some people who do it yeah if it's gonna affect if it's gonna affect your sleep or your health or you know your food safety like you you know there's plenty for for the average american there's plenty of things they can do that are better options than resorting right away to your thermostat i think part of it we always hear about again the things you know the wall street post isn't going to necessarily get uh, the wall street journal isn't necessarily going to get in trouble with netflix they'd rather get in trouble with the local farmer that makes <laughs> eggs right so they're not going to say yeah cut netflix right away that's going to be the last thing they recommend hmm. so johnny ornellas Amigo del programa, liking and sharing the show today. Gracias, Johnny. He's a great... Uh, if you are going to go out to eat, be sure right. to visit Johnny at... Uh, El Mariachi. Or El Mariachi. Yeah. At Zion's Crossroads. If you are going to do that, that's, that's the And you get your place. car washed on the way out and it's, come back. Yeah. There you go. Forgive me, but isn't, isn't there... Was it Burger Week this week at Siva? There was something going on. Yeah, this, this is Burger uh, Week. This is Burger, Burger Week. week. Yes, this is Burger this is Week. Burger what week. is Burger Week? Because I have no idea what that so is. Burger Week, um, burgers. numerous participating restaurants have okay. like... An $8 burger instead of whatever the normal price. Oh, okay. Would be like a specialty burger. Wajitos has one that I'm, I don't know if I'm going to make it in time, but it's like an aioli burger with, what's it, like caramelized onions and some, and oh no, wow. and it's not, um, you know, their fried cheese. Oh, the queso Ooh, frito, yeah. On top Ooh. of the burger. I was when like, does it end, uh, Burger Week? I don't know. It ends Ugh. this week. Yeah, you better go. But I, <laughs> I, I know this week. I'm not asking when, yeah. It's either today or tomorrow. 23rd? Oh, okay. We have, oh, three oh, we have some more time. Oh, okay. Was it Sunday? Uh, it's Sunday. Oh, okay. okay, we got. Oh, there is hope. Thank you, Judah. <laughs> yeah. A guava, guava burger. burger too. Oh man, pops is gonna be so upset. The bad. voice of God came in and told us yeah. that there's a guava burger at Boyitos. Wow. Oh, that must Harvey, be good. if you're watching, we're coming. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, trying to continue in on this vein, I think one of the things also I think people should know about is we touched on it at the beginning. Like one of the first things was a credit card debt. Right. And this came up a little bit. I went to a financial empowerment conference. Um, Tom Tom Fester was holding a discussion. Right. And just the different types of debt, that not all debt's the same. Right. And you, we, we'll get both variations. Like people want to be debt-free or people who are like, should I pay off my mortgage 
or my car loan first and leave my credit card and so forth. But really, there's different types of debt that people need to be looking at. Well, we touched a little bit on that um, at the beginning because we said like mm-hmm. credit card debt you get rid of right away. Yep. That's you. You want to wipe out debt that's not productive. And listen, there's different theories about that too. Um, but I think one thing you can sit back and look at is, am I gaining something with the debt, or is the debt just compensating for my poor behavior? Mm. So start with that and then move from there because that will kind of reveal to you like credit card debt. It's probably – I mean especially a lot of it comes from just people – like you have the money and you're not paying it off in time. You'd be surprised. I mean granted there's people that they're in really rough times. They they literally just – they're living off credit card debt because they have no other funds. But you'd be surprised how often – not only do people come in where they have the funds to pay off the credit card debt. But I've even heard advice given – um, like I was at a marriage retreat thing, and I kid you not, the marriage retreat has like this young couple saying, yeah, no, when you want to – we talk about finances and marriage. Says finances is one of the number one reasons apparently that uh, marriages fail. Like, oh, interesting. Okay. Greater or financial arguments, right? Um, and they were talking about this, and I kid you not, the marriage retreat video has this couple of him. yeah, no, the best thing to do is just start with whichever debt is the smallest amount. Right, because then when you pay it off, you're gonna feel really good, and then you're gonna feel like tackle the next one. And I sat there, and I felt like just jumping. You should, up. you should have. Really I should have jumped. Well, there were like 50, 60 people in the room. I told it to my table, but I almost felt like jumping up in the whole conference room. Like, do not do what that video just said, because it's not the dollar amount of the debt. It's the interest rate right. on the debt. You should pay off whichever debt. So if you're sitting there, say, with a $600 car loan at 3% that you're paying 3% interest on and $2,000 of credit card debt with a 16% interest rate, right? 20% is that. And let's say you can only pay off. It's almost 20 now. It's right. 22% it's 20, average. 22% no, average yeah, so it's, interest no, rate, right? More, yeah. And that thing's compounded, I think, at least monthly. So it's not like 22%, that is 22% divided by 12, but then that interest begins to compound, and that interest begins to compound. Yeah. And so then before you know it, you're paying 22% on interest that you owe and the original credit card debt, mm-hmm. right? So, so you, if you're sitting there with 600 bucks in car debt at 3%, and $2,000, or even let's say $10,000 of credit card debt, right? And you only have 600 bucks to pay off one of them. It doesn't matter that you can't get rid of all the credit card debt. Pay down 600 of the credit card debt. Don't sit there and say, well, I'm going to feel great if I just get this car loan <laughs> off my books and it's going to give me momentum. No. Pay down the bad debt before you pay down the other one. If you are sitting there, this happens a lot. Well, there are people that come in, they're, they're sitting there with like, you know, 2,000, 3,000 rolling credit card debt. So it's not a crazy amount, right? They're paying four hundred a month extra towards their mortgage. This way, it can be paid off earlier. I'm like, no, I don't care that you're you're feel you have the satisfaction of the mortgage being paid off earlier, and it looks like like oh man, I really want to get this mortgage out of the way. Pay down the credit card debt with that four hundred a month because it's the bigger interest rate. Right, and you it it's just so important to keep that in mind that not all debt is the same. In fact, mortgages may not even be unproductive debt. Well, they're not. You're buying a house and yeah. you own the house. And as long as you can afford it, right? This is why I talk to competent, you know, mortgage lenders and realtors mm-hmm. and us, you know, financial advisors come to us. Well, because we'll work through you on all these things. But like part of it is you're buying a house. Most people don't have $700,000 waiting to buy a house like you had, you mm-hmm. had to years and years and years ago. Now you can borrow it from a bank and buy the house. And as Xavier always says, it's the only thing that – a mortgage is essentially the only loan that a bank will give you at rates that low. Right. In other words, if you have paid off your mortgage and then you need to borrow money from the bank or from a credit card or for anything, you're going to get hammered with a much higher – if the bank even lends to you at all. Right. Right. But a mortgage is going to be the lowest rate you're ever going to get for something that's for that amount of money that you're borrowing. Because you need a house, and everyone pays it off. And most people pay it off first, which is the proper way to do it, right? Right out of the budget, 
you put your mortgage, you put your yeah, invest, you put your saving for retirement, and then you do take care of everything else. But you you know, again, it's like it's like you said, you got to make smart choices and tackle the hard thing. You want to tackle the beast. Mm-hmm. Don't leave. Don't let the beast keep growing while you you know finish take off the small, small fry. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And that would so be like if we were going to use a Lord, since Lord of the Rings last week we were at. What was it last week? Could that I think t- it was last week, yeah. yeah so they like, had a um, – this year is the 20th anniversary of Lord of the Rings Return of the Kings. And the Yerpy brothers are huge, enormous fans of Lord of the Rings. And um, we weren't going to miss the opportunity that in Regal Cinema they had a re-showing of the Return of the King extended, extended edition. The only so, one. So, yeah, we went there at the 7 o'clock show, and I think it was last Thursday. That's yeah. a, week, mm-hmm. a week from today. And Regal, I think, I heard the movie theaters made more money from that than some of the movies that came yeah. out new. It was wow. huge. Mm-hmm. But to go back to the original point, it would be like trying to kill every orc before you tackle Sauron. Yeah. Right? Exactly. No, you got to get rid of You take that ring, you throw it in Mount Doom, the yeah. orcs will it's take not, care I don't of put all my yeah. effort to take out this orc because, you know. Yeah, don't be like, woo, I got one orc. You yeah. know, it doesn't work that way because, you know, the Sauron's waiting to return and like, that's <laughs> not what you want. You, you take that. And it goes to, sh- I mean, symbolically, a little bit of effort, a little bit of coin. Little you, by little. You can can, you can wipe it. out a big debt, you know. Exactly. So. Exactly. Elizabeth Erpy watching the show this morning. Uh, she's uh, watching because her hubby's on. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> uh, Rosalie, the Rosalie Tordar from Miami is watching us. So she's all the way in Miami. She says she's glad that she and her family invest for future to be okay with the thanks to us. We really appreciate Aww, that. Thank you. Rosalie, she says she, they're going to be okay after retirement. And she always recommends to, to the younger ones to, <laughs> to, to invest. Do that. Which so. is important because if you invest early, you don't have to invest even as much to be more secure than if you try to invest later. Don't put it off. Like It's one of the few things in life where time is on your side it is the only in fact go entering this wonderful life time is not on your side because eventually your time runs out it's the only thing you can do where time is on your side yeah pretty much you put money down the time is on your side it will grow over time Mm -hmm. like nothing else you do everything decays except your 401k that grows like that's and and the key thing is with that i think especially especially in this environment you cannot be nervous because we've had two rough market years, right? You cannot be nervous about the month-to-month fluctuations of, of, of investments. You can't right. be looking at the market month-to-month and saying, ah, I can't invest because it's so volatile. Because in reality, let's put it this way. Think about it. If you bought a house in 2005, 30-year mortgage, right? By now, that house is worth more than it was in 2005. Right. Right. There was a point if you were checking that house price every year that you're sitting there in 2008 saying this is a disaster. I, I should pull all my money out of this house. I've lost. I've lost 10, 20, 30 percent. But in reality, nobody goes and checks your. I mean, who logs onto Zillow every day and sees if the price of your home has changed since yesterday? Some people do. All right, but they shouldn't be. <laughs> Right. Yeah, they if should, they did, they panic. They do, yeah. Right? Because they'd be like, "Oh man, oh my, oh no, my house lost ten thousand dollars of value today. Oh, 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 good, my house is up twenty thousand today. Oh no, my house. Zillow probably doesn't even update so, it. Yeah, does that even actually? Right, but imagine if Zillow updated. I don't know your, if it's daily. Yeah. Imagine uh, if Zillow updated your home price daily. That not, not even like daily, like by the hour. Yeah. yeah, that thing's gonna be going like this in massive swing because like house sold here. Yeah. Oh, that one, that one came in a little under. It, that thing's going to be all over the place over a course of 10 years. But nobody cares because you know that over the long term it's going to be higher than when you bought it. And because you're not intending to sell your house. So because you're not, you're not about it. to sell it. And, and keep the same mindset. The, the same mindset with your savings. Like if you are looking at a 10 to 20 to 30 year horizon for your savings, is it's your retirement savings, do not be panicking about that thing after two days and pulling your money out because you're down 10%. Yeah. Because all you're doing is locking in losses all the time. So you need to have that kind of similar mindset and not be looking at the market and being like, I can't save because the market's volatile. Yeah. That's just it's the wrong way to look at it. So that's, that's really, that would probably be my last. I think we covered three important we topics. We covered three important topics. And we actually got all our topics in. That we, we got had, all our uh, topics. Yeah. And there's so much to like, talk about. I was like, there's nothing else. <laughs> yeah, we covered all our topics in a beautiful amount of time. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful amount of time. Really appreciate everyone who commented today. Um, Nick, tell us 
Who to, next week? Who can we expect on today? I Rihanna? have the list. Uh, next week we have Alyssa Corbin, owner and artist at the Glitter Bee Company. Ooh, the Glitter Bee. Um, we have Michael Sloan and uh, Christine Fairchild from the Oratorio Society. Oh, they wonderful. have an upcoming concert. Um, we're going to learn a little bit more about them. Their uh, all night vigil last year was. Was beautiful. The Rachmaninoff. The Rachmaninoff. Uh, actually, I had met him at the release of the Charlottesville Opera, and he told me that was one of his favorite things that he's done. He really enjoyed mm. doing that. Yeah, and, he does a great know. job. Yeah. Um, with the university seniors and with uh, Oratorio mm. Society. Yeah, and actually, last year he had um, conducted the uh, Sound of Music for the Charlottesville Opera. Oh, this year, wow. he still works with the chorus, which which is why Leanne was telling us, uh, uh, us a couple of weeks ago yeah, that they're it. able to do these different operas like Tosca, where there's a big choral part, because Michael Sloan has been really, you know, helping them out with that. So big shout out to him. Um, he'll be here next week. So awesome. get your questions ready. And then last but not least, Charlie Rogers from ISSCSP. Yeah, Charlie is a great, great man. He's a local businessman. Um, also, he's the board chair for Charlottesville Scholarship Program. So he's going to talk a little bit about that, just what the experience has been really helping these scholars um, and being a navigator for the Charlottesville Scholarship Program, which is like a measure to the, to, the, to the kids, which is something all of you in the community should think about doing because it's, it's not hard at all. And Charlie will talk a little bit about, about that as well. So he's, right. a, he's a great guy. Um, and he'll be coming on. So tune in next week for that. But if you if you aren't able to tune in that, then at least go check out our interview. I think it was last year with Stephanie Leach that had talked yes. very in depth about the uh, the program, the Star Wars program, yeah. exactly. But tune in next week if you can. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> yeah. you, should, you should totally be joining us. Um, um, we got before we go. This is a good way to end it. Um, Kevin Higgins, watching the show this morning, thank you. This is a fun little end, ending question. If you Nicholas, if you started an ETF. With Italian dishes, what would your top three picks be? Your That's top like three Italian the dishes. Best question. This is we've had on this it's show. a fun little closing question. Uh, top three Italian dishes. Oh shoot! Because part of the problem is like I'm thinking street food. Do desserts count? Oh, that's a different question. Um, Stick with just street. I mean, just food. Like yeah, no food. desserts. <sighs> I already pretty much have like two or three already. Right yeah, I think I, I think I got my. I think I got my three. I mean, I mean, part of it. I'm gonna go back. Like as much as I loved my time in Italy, my mother's dishes just remind me of just the, the family. So I would probably say my number one favorite would have to be the pasta of broccoli riminata. For oh, those of you who are not familiar, it is pasta with cauliflower. Pine so nuts, it is a raisins. it's a Sicilian dish with pine nuts, raisins, uh, saffron, and cauliflower, and uh, bucatini. So that's a thicker that's spaghetti. That would be on my number one. It's yeah, it's my favorite. Okay. Uh, number two, probably a lasagna. I would have to say, like a real, mm, like top-notch lasagna. Number three, I'm struggling with because there's a lot of good ones out there. It's gotta be rice balls. Come on. But uh, does that? Oh, what, that was it a pasta yeah. dish or no, is it, it Italian dishes? Italian. Oh yeah, rice balls. Yeah, it's gotta be what rice you, what balls. Do you I was doing lasagna, rice balls, and for me, I would just take even just like a simple ragu, but kind of more of just like sometimes our mom would make. Um, even Anona would do it. Just pasta, the penne with tomato sauce, ricotta, and just like a couple meatballs. Yeah. Done. Sometimes you can't beat that. Yeah, yeah. you can't. You just can't beat that. I mean, there's a, the problem is it also depends what you feel like today. It's true. Oh, the yeah. the so for those of you not feeling Kevin, like uh, arancini is what we're talking about. The rice balls, mm-hmm. you'll see them. They're just like ball of big, rice with chopped ball meat of rice. Inside, yeah, yeah. You fry. Yeah, deep fried. fried. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 with Mikey. Lasagna, rice balls. Um, and either, either the ragu or gratteau. See, when I was gratteau, a kid, yeah, like when, I was a ch- yeah, when I was a kid, the gratteau was my favorite. It was a, basically, for those of you who don't know, it's like a Italian sh- It's basically Italian it's, shepherd pie. It's a that's lasagna. Yeah, that's what I call it. Well, it's like a lasagna with potatoes. Yeah. yeah with mashed potatoes. Yeah. Kevin Hidden's, uh his um, three, he's a simple man, he said. Okay, his three yeah. would be spaghetti and meatballs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. No, all three spaghetti yeah. and meatballs. But, I mean, you Excellent choice. You can't beat. You can't go wrong. With simple pasta, tomato. Sauce ricotta. I like yeah, ricotta. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and 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 homemade. And Alex and I always the same. We'd mix a lot of the ricotta in with the tomato sauce, but then we'd have a nice dollop. drop. That is save us food. Yeah, side, yeah. Save us especially food. if you get a good quality of ricotta. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, Great closing cool. question. That's the best Appreciate question. It. Thanks for watching yeah. the show this this morning. So this has been great show. Thanks mm-hmm. for coming on and joining us, talking some finance, talking some some days of rosé, talking some two thirty one fest on June tenth. Be sure to check that out. 
Big thank you, of course, to all our partners, our great partners. So Castle Hill Cider, Credit Series Insurance, Matias Yon Realty, Forward Adelante, of course, our presenter, Emergent Financial Services, the I Love Seville Network mm-hmm. set. Michael, thank you no, for thank co-hosting you. with me. It was wonderful. I had a great time. It. Always appreciate it. Nick, thanks for being a fantastic guest. Yeah, Judah, thank thanks for me. looking up uh, yeah. to Seville. Getting us all hungry with the guava burger. With the guava <laughs> burger. Thank you, Jerry, for reminding us that uh, Netflix is now $20. It's <laughs> there with the financial stats. And um, just appreciate all of you for the great questions. Kevin, Rosalia, thank you for commenting. Um, love all of you who watch the show. Be sure to check us out next week for some more fantastic guests. Until that time, as we like to close it out on the show, hasta mañana. That was fun. That was good. Yeah, it was very fun.